Radio. This is your host, Hurricane Ann, and I'm so happy to have you tune in tonight to this very exciting episode with my friend, Lori Alexander-Swan. And we, I've been wanting to do this show for so long, and I am so glad that she is on tonight. Lori, you there? This is Gunny. Okay, Hello. Hello, I think, this is, uh, Gun- is this Gunny? Oh, hey, yeah. Gunny. Hang on one second. Let me find Lori. I think I put her in the green room. I'm here. Hello, Lori. Are you out of the green room? I, I, can you hear me? Yeah, there you are. Hello. Hello. Sorry I locked you are in the live? green room. <laughs> so, are we live um, yet? How are you doing tonight? Yes, we're live. Good. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. And we also have uh, my friend Gunny, my co-host on the other line, who hasn't been on the show in forever. Hello, Gunny. Hey, ladies. How are we doing this bright and cool Texas evening? Nice to meet you, It's beautiful here. She's in Chicago, so it might not be that pretty. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, it may be a little cooler up there. So, uh, Anyway, man, I was kind of looking at what y'all had planned for this evening and uh, uh, being a little bit of a uh, uh, biblical buff, I guess, would be a good word for it. Uh, I spent a year and a half in school of ministry, so uh, I'm anxious to hear what y'all have to say. Let's get this thing rolling. Okay, and what I want you to do is just get your little notepad there, uh, Gunny, and if you have any questions that you want to get to her, just write it down. And I'm probably going to put you on mute while she's talking because I had a lot of trouble with the last show with over-talking because of a lag. And so uh, I'll click you back on whenever I get your, your turn to talk to her, okay? Sound like Sounds a plan? good. Yep, let's roll. <clears throat> okay, so to begin this show, uh, I've just always been fascinated with the book of Genesis. And Lori is very familiar with it and has done many, many, many shows with some famous guests, some of my most favorite people on there discussing this topic. And so, Lori, when you first started reading the book of Genesis, uh, did it just blow your mind? Okay, well, yeah, okay. Uh, I went to uh, Catholic schools from kindergarten straight up, and uh, we would have our religious religion class every day. Um, so whenever we would get to the book of Genesis and we would get to Genesis six, uh, everybody would kind of look at me because they knew I was going to raise my hand and ask about the giant. And it got to the point where probably like in seventh, eighth or ninth grade, uh, I just never bothered asking anymore because nobody had the answers for me. You know, there was, it was briefly in, in Genesis six talking about, um, in those days, the giants were on, in those days before the flood and after the flood, the giants were on the earth. But nobody could explain to me who they were, how they got here, uh, or anything like that. But then when you go on and you read and it talks about that these giants became the men of renown. And then, you know, we don't 
hear anything about that, and that's really not explained to us. And then we go on and we hear about the book or the, the story of, of uh, Goliath. Um, and, you know, we know that he was a, a giant. So when I got older, I started researching, started looking at who the giants were, uh, who the men of renown were, what their bloodline was. Um, and coming to the conclusion that uh, the the angels, where it says they came down here and they mated, they saw the women and they mated with the women. And you know, a lot of people will argue and will say, well, that's not true because you know angels can't mate with with humans. Well, when they came down to Earth and they were sent down, uh, you know, they they didn't hold on to their um, angelic, what do I say? Their angelic uh, yeah. um, appearance, or you know, they fell from from their from their position when they came down. So it's not like you had you had these these uh, images or these beings with these big big wings, you know, walking around. They actually look like humans. So when they started mating with the women, you know, that's how we got the Nephilim. That's how we got the, the giants. Over the course of uh, throughout the year, the archaeologists have uncovered actual giants. We've got giants is, is we believe to be some of them were as, as tall as 40-plus feet tall. And, you know, some of the ancient writings and even the Bible says that humans were like grasshoppers. We were tiny bugs to these, these beings. Um, and the, the early texts of the Sumerians or even the book of Enoch talks about all of this. So when you look at the archaeological evidence to support what the Bible says, it's kind of hard to deny that these beings did walk the earth at one time. Exactly. I do want to just jump in real quick on that one. Um, so when I was reading, I was kind of like you when I was a kid. And, and Danny, I know you're on, on mute there, so I'm, I'm going to bring you in in just a minute, okay? Just only two at a time, though. Um, when I was a kid, and we first studied about uh, mythology. And we were, I think I was in fifth grade. I remember it distinctly. And we were studying Zeus and everything like that. And in my mind, I thought they were, they, this, they were real. These were based off, and I'm yeah. thinking, no, they're real. And in my mind, I was thinking they were real. And I thought, what a weird kid I am, you know, that I'm thinking this is this mythology is real, but in the in the back of my mind, I always thought it was. And so when I started reading the book of Genesis, when I read the Bible, I started from the very beginning, and I read it all the way through, and I really thought about it super hard and researched each part I read and thought about each line I read. So I thoroughly read it, and there's a big difference than just skimming over something, you know. And as I read uh, Genesis chapter 1, it said, and I noticed a couple of things that stood out to me immediately. One, that it seemed like it was... God was mentioned in a plural form, which stood out to me. And then the second thing that really stood out to me was that he had uh, created male and female in his own image, you know. And it said that he told them, be fruitful, multiply, and replenish the earth and subdue it. So as I went on to read chapter 2 in Genesis, uh, I came to realize that… you know, it was talking about the garden and the garden of Eden and Adam, but it occurred to me that, especially after I read about Cain, that Adam and Eve, I didn't believe, were the first people 
it just didn't make sense to me. Now, in college, I, like Russell, I also took some uh, classes, and one of them was an ancient Hebrew biblical history class, which I did very well in, by the way. And I also took an archaeology class, which is, you know, just kind of basic archaeology class, not a big deal, but I learned a lot. And uh, it made me think a little bit different. And I see that we actually have all this archaeological proof that the earth was over 6,000 years old, which is the math. If you go from Adam, because I did it myself, I, I sat down, it took me about a year, but I did the whole math of the Bible. According to the Bible, we're about 6,000 years old. But I know that from these archaeological finds and different things that we found that there's proof that there's, you know, actually it's older than that. But being raised in a Southern Baptist home and and church, it was almost sacrilege to question this because that's what we were indoctrinated with. That's what we were taught. Adam and Eve were the first people, and if you question that, you're Satanist. You're going to go to hell. You're going to burn in hell. <laughs> so it's bad. You just don't do it. But the fact of the matter is it didn't make sense to me, and I even prayed about it. I, I prayed about it. I said, God, please just let me understand this, and I feel like he did. And the way I see it is God created the, the world, okay, and then he has these angels, these watchers, and then he creates uh, – male and female to create and populate and they did and they built cities and they did all this stuff okay they but uh no at that time they didn't at that time they didn't build cities at that time they were just like kind of nomadic you know the, the neanderthals and so we have the uh which neanderthals are a complete different dna than homo sapiens and it's a complete different dna even though i have some neanderthal in my dna it's, it's been mixed as we'll talk about later but uh, uh long story short so then I believe that the fallen angels came down, all right, cast down, had sex with the humans, had Nephilim, same giant. And I also believe that the people worshipped the fallen angels as gods, and that's probably where these pyramids came from. And it says in the book of Enoch how the fallen angels gave them technology, and well, they gave them fire, and they gave them how to wear makeup, and they taught them magic, and everything about the stars and the moon, and which obviously whoever built the pyramids – had knowledge of this, and then it got so bad that everybody was crying out. The Bible says they were crying out, you know, because it was so horrible. And uh, that's whenever God created the garden, and it says He had no man to till the garden. So I'm looking at that like, hey, if I had a dentist office, but all I had was construction workers, and I didn't have a dentist, you know, that, that could be a problem. So He creates a Homo sapien, which Pro Magnum Man shows up right in that area at the same time as the Bible. So I mean, archaeology and Science and the Bible did not have to be a conflict because it's just a matter of interpretation. So then well, I think that there when were you think, people here well, well, when in you cities think about because it, though, Cain went to a city, you know? Well, the, the, Bible, the Bible is only the written history of humans. It's perfectly clear that humans were not the first creation of God. They were just the only ones that were created in his image. So we know that the angels, the archangels, uh, entities, they were here before. They were here prior. They are older than than Adam and Eve. And so, you know, um, it it also, in in Genesis 4, when it talks about um, Cain and Abel and how Cain, after he murdered Abel, was sent, to uh, he was sent away and he went to the land of Nod, and that's where he found a wife. Well, nobody ever questions. Whoa, wait a minute, back up. The land of Nod, and he found a wife. Were those other creations other than humans? Nobody ever ever questions right. that. Yeah, they say no. You know? he had 
Yeah, he married his sister. I'm like, well, you know, you don't you did it no. did he need a tattoo so his sister wouldn't recognize him? You know, what city? You know, where did he meet this lady? Who right. was she? Obviously, it just takes a little bit of critical thinking, and you see that obviously there was, and it's like uh, what you pointed was, out about the city's wife, other, and also the fact that, entities. and their their son was a master brass worker, and I'm like, okay, Kane's son was a master brass worker, so from grandfather to grandson, they went from a big leaf to master brass worker. That's <laughs> you know what I mean. But I'm okay. gonna put uh, okay. Russell uh, Gunny on real quick. And hang on a second. I'm sure he's foaming at the mouth. He's been on hold for 10 minutes. Hang on. Hello. Hello. He probably put his on mute, too. <laughs> okay, well, I've got it. I'm on. sorry. I had, my, I had my mic muted. <laughs> uh, oh, good. No, I found definitely, they were, uh, there were definitely other farms, uh, a license stuff. It, uh, I do believe. Are we talking about like what were they called seraphims? Is that what these uh, angels that were on Earth were called? The fallen angels. I think a lot of people think they're seraphim, don't they, Lori? Because they had like the snake-like presence, or the seraphim's the one that was in the garden. So it would have been a fallen angel, probably. So isn't that what you think, too, Lori, or not? Um. The seraphim and all of that are the are the different classes of angels. Um, you know, I'm not. Do we have we ever really figured out what exactly the class uh, that fell with Lucifer? We know Lucifer was an archangel. Um, he was one of the archangels. Um, but then when he gathered up uh, his army when they were, you know, to to turn against God, we don't know what what consisted of that. It could have been a, a mixture of, of, of all of the creation, not just, uh, you know, the seraphims or whatever, because there's, dif- there's different classifications. I don't think okay. just one right. classification fell with him. I think it was a mixture of all of them. It made Is me feel like they had the because of all the snakes there that we saw. I'm sorry, Jenny. No, no, you're good. I was just going to ask, so there's nowhere in the Bible that actually breaks down what the uh, classification of the angels uh, were in this uh, book of Enoch. I've heard about that, and I've heard about it, and I've heard about it, uh, but uh, it wasn't included in uh, the Bible it is written. Is that just because of uh, King James, or is there... Something else behind that. No, actually, uh, the reason why the book of Enoch was taken out of the Bible was because of the um, uh, the early Church of Rome. Um, Dave's calling me. It has been. Um, It's still in some of the Bibles. It was always in the Ethiopian Bible. It was never taken out of there. Right. Well, the the, uh, Council of Nicaea... Uh, in the early Church of Rome, they're the ones that give us canon. They're the ones that that, that decipher and, and choose what was in the book. They took books out. They took books in. You know, the book of Revelation was never included in the original Bible. That was put in many hundreds of years after the original Bibles were written. And so when the early Church of Rome decided that they were going to decide what canon was, they decided to take the book of Enoch out because of, I believe, because of the truth that it held. <clears throat> um, 
But a lot of people will sit there and they will argue and say that, you know, um, we're not supposed to read it because of all this other stuff. Um, Well, you can't sit there and tell us that the, the Roman Catholic Church is bad and it's corrupt and then still hold fast to the canon that they that they uh, they give us. Um, it, it just, you know, you, you just can't balance it out that way. So, but, and also you have to be careful because there's two books of Enoch. Um, when Cain, after Cain uh, and the Cain and Abel, after he was sent, um, after he was sent to the land of Nod, um, after when when Cain after he murdered Abel, he was sent to the land of Nod, and when he got when he chose a wife there, they had he had children. One of his children was named Enoch. That is where the Enochian uh, magic uh, line lineage comes from. Is that Enoch, not Enoch, which is related to Noah and all of that. That Enoch is is First Enoch, the book of First Enoch, and that's the one that the church tells us don't read, but never really tells us why. Okay. So uh, it was the Romans that removed it then during the, I guess, uh, the whole canonization yeah. process or something? Okay. Yeah. Okay. It was, it was the early church of Rome. It was called, it wasn't called the Roman Catholic Church yet. It was called the early church of Rome. And it was through the Council of Nicaea. Uh, which originally started it, and then it was carried through with the Council of Trent. Uh, okay, all right. So, uh, if you go through the book of Genesis there, uh, what are some of the other things that really stick out or you think people miss or should hear about? I, I have some. Uh, they also, Jesus referred to the, to Enoch. So, um, actually, the there is a list. There's a list of about 20 um, books that the that can, is referenced in the Bible of books that have been removed. Uh, there's the Book of Thomas. There's the Book of um, just I can't even think about it now. But there's like a list of 20. Um, if you go on and you do a Google search for um, removed canonical non-canon books of the Bible, and it'll it'll give you the list, and it'll also um, coincide with the actual Bible verse that it refers to that missing book. So, I mean, there's a lot of things that you can't really, um, doesn't really add up with, with, with all of that because if Jesus did, he referenced the book of Enoch. Um, so if Jesus referenced the book of Enoch, why are we not allowed to read it? Well, it's yeah, and it's, I, it's Matthew, Matthew 22 verses. I had had it pulled up. Matthew 22 verses 23 through 29 is what they're talking about, and uh, and it says on there that uh, that it's. Uh, I'll just read it to y'all, okay? It says in a discussion about the resurrection, it says the same day Jesus was approached by some Sadducees, religious leaders who say there is no resurrection for the dead. They posed this question. Teacher Moses said, if a man dies without children and his brother should marry the widow and have a child, who will carry on the brother's name? Well, suppose there were seven brothers and the oldest one married and then died without children. So his brother married the widow, but the second brother also died, and the third woman married her. This continued with all seven of them. Last of all, the woman also died. So tell us, whose wife will she be in the resurrection? 
for all seven were married to her. And Jesus replied, your mistake is that you don't know the scriptures. You don't know the power of God. For when the dead rise, they will neither marry nor be given in marriage. In this respect, they will be like the angels in heaven. He is saying, your mistake is you don't know the scriptures. Well, that scripture is in the Old that scripture in the Old Testament because he couldn't be talking about the New Testament because there wasn't one. What scripture in the Old Testament does it say the angels are not given in marriage? It's not in the Old Testament. So what scripture could he have possibly been talking about? It's only in the book that you're where you're going to find it. It's in Enoch. It's not in the canon. It's not in the uh, Pseudographica. It's in the Apocrypha, in the book of Enoch. So that's what it says. It says, speaking to the angels, he says, you were you were spiritual, holy, living an eternal life, but you became unclean upon the women. Let me scroll this down for a second. Upon the women and begot children through the blood of flesh and lusted after the blood of man and produced flesh and blood, as they do who die. Well, this is uh, that was uh, in chapter fifteen, verses four through seven. In case you are looking it up, and this for this reason. I gave men wives so that they may sow seed in them and so that the children might be born by them, so that deeds might be done by them on earth. And it goes on to mm-hmm. – uh, there's more if you all want to pull that up. But it's very interesting. So Jesus actually did, you know, quote from the book of Enoch. Yes, he did. And if you're looking up uh, in on Google, do a, do a Google search for non-canonical books referred to in the Bible. And it, it gives a list. This is the book of, 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 the book of Jasher. Uh, was mentioned in Joshua, Samuel, and Timothy, and it gives the verses. The book of Wars of the Lord was mentioned in Numbers. Uh, the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel was uh, mentioned in the book of Kings. It goes on, uh, the Acts of, and these are the books that were removed. The Acts of Solomon was uh, referenced in First Kings. Uh, the book of Samuel the Seer was referenced in First Chronicles. Um, what other ones we got? There's a whole list of them. Uh, the book of... Um, uh, the book of or the vision of Isaiah was uh, was also referenced in Second Chronicles. Uh, the Acts of the King of Israel again, Second Chronicles. Um, the book of the King uh, King of Asarias was uh, referenced in, in Esther and Nehemiah. Um, I mean, the list is there. It, it, you got to ask yourself. The Bible is is truth. It is bottom line, unequivocal. You know, you it, what is in there is truth, and it will it will hold up to scrutiny because it 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 will. What I want to say it's um it's going to verify itself precept upon precept. So you have to ask yourself if these books are referenced in the Bible through all of these scriptures that that are listed here, then why is it they were removed? They never should have been removed. That is when you have to look at the Council, the Council of Nicaea, the Council of Trent. Who were those people that were deciding what was supposed to be in there? Well, Jesus referenced them as the Pharisees. So why are we allowing the Pharisees to tell us what we can and we cannot read? Right. I can see that and agree with that. Uh, it just, uh, I don't know, you probably have to do a bunch of, re- I, I don't know, you've probably done your research on the Vatican and stuff like that. You've talked about these councils and stuff. Uh, 
just for someone who's fairly uninformed on all that as myself is, how would you describe uh, what those councils were? Those councils were a group of, uh, for lack of a better word, uh, old men sitting around uh, telling deciding what the people uh, were allowed to read and what weren't. Back when these this was all taking place. Wait, I got to interrupt. Ever- I got to interrupt for a second. I don't think that's the right answer, Lori. I got to interrupt you. I'm so sorry. Russell, here's the deal. Picture whenever they were doing the health care bill, all the Democrats with Nancy Pelosi, and none of and they would go in there and shut those doors, and none of the Republicans were even allowed to go in there while they did right. the health care yeah. bill under Obama, right? Well, that's what they were, the Council of Nyson. They were those Democrats with those doors shut trying to keep the truth about Jesus and mysteries and things that are important to us, trying to keep things from us to empower themselves and empower the Catholic Church. And they felt like certain knowledge, if we had it, would take away power from the Catholic Church. So it's all been manipulation, media, fake news, going all the way back. Now, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I had to say there. I had to say that. Okay. No, you, you know what? You're you're absolutely correct. That is exactly what happened. Behind closed doors, they made they decided what was going to be and what was not going to be, um, and it all it all transpired because they had an agenda. I mean, they literally uh, the the and not not to be Catholic bashing because I know you know a lot of your viewers may have to be Catholic, but I'm going to tell you something. Even the Pope understands that somewhere along the line, the Catholic Church lost its way. It lost its footing. It, it lost its, its foundation in actually in God. And it, back in the 1970s, uh, they had the, um, the second, um, second Vatican, or the second, uh, what is it called? I can't even think of what it's called. The Second Vatican Council. Pope Paul VI, when he got up to give his speech, he said, and this is a quote from him, we would say that through some mysterious crack, no, it's not through some mysterious crack, it's from the doorway. The smoke of Satan has entered the church of there is no doubt, uncertainty, problems, unrest, dissatisfaction, and confrontation. So even even the Pope back in the Second Council, the Vatican Council, admitted that the, that the Catholic Church along the way had lost its footing. So you have to ask yourself, well, how, where did that happen? How did that happen? You know, when you, when you talk about the early church removing books from the Bible, why did they remove those books? When you look at the books that they removed, like let's take the book of Enoch, the book of Enoch talks about the sun, the moon, the stars. It talks about the giants. It talks about, um, you know, the end times, what's going to happen. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah, they they definitely want to keep the Book of Enoch from us, and then to, you know, further their lies, they've also hid all the archaeological evidence that they get their hands on. Oh, absolutely. We, however, absolutely. as millions of people have done the research, and we can find newspaper articles and, and you know, firsthand uh, interviews with people who actually yeah. found and have seen these bones. And, I mean, I've, sound, yeah. I've seen some bad things, though. I know, again, I know you've seen this stuff where they, you know, these skeletons were everywhere. They, yeah. they came in right. again, which I guess. Yeah, a matter of fact, they, they, the, they uh, the mouth in black, of right? Ohio. 
the mountains in Ohio had, they found a bunch of the uh, uh, giant skeletons there, um, and they were being found all over the place. Back in the 1800s, you can, like you said, you can find newspaper articles, firsthand experiences, firsthand uh, um, interviews with people who have who've dug up these uh, these giants on their farmland. And the Smithsonian Institute, in the guise, under the guise of coming in and preserving them, took possession of them uh, only to either destroy them or to bury them so far that, you know, they, they're, they're even denying their existence. Right. Right. If I want to, if y'all, uh, if you got any, anything else on that topic after then I want to go back I want to go back and talk about something else that we were talking about earlier uh, in Genesis go ahead do you no, have anything about no, that no 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 I'm good go ahead take us where you want to go okay um, so okay earlier you jumped up to Genesis 6 I think when it said you know about the sons of God saw the daughters of man hang on one second let me pull up this the exact verse it should be Genesis 6 and uh, okay, it says there were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that, when the sons of God came to the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, the same men became mighty men, which were old men of renown. Okay, two things. One, I want to circle back, like that uh, peppermint patty always says, circle back and come back and talk about <laughs> this. There were giants in the earth. Okay, in the earth. Okay, so I want to talk about that in a minute. But before we do, I just want to. Have one little ADD moment, and I just got to talk to Gunny about this. <laughs> I know it's off topic, and if y'all did that, I would get on to you and say, "Quit getting off topic." But I did a show about this the other night with a friend of mine, and uh, we didn't really go into it as deep as I wanted to. But he, I think he had alluded to the fact that uh, whenever Joshua sent out his spies in the uh, Old Testament, that they were just kind of exaggerating about what they saw, and I'm like, "Dude." You are in militia. <laughs> These were recon. Joshua sent out his best yeah. recon. You know, that's the young bucks that can row, right, Danny? It's not me and you. Right. Are, is it? Uh, <laughs> well, you're not recon no more. <laughs> so going out recon, and I said, and they came, they went out and did recon. Now, when you come back and report to your commander, do you, and you're doing recon, do you just give them some bull crap, or do you tell them exactly right. what you saw? They right. said they were like grasshoppers, and Lori, you had mentioned that earlier, and that's why I wanted to come to that, so it's not really off topic. But, Russell, I just thought you'd get a kick out of that because knowing how you and I train oh, together. No, I, remember, <laughs> I, 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 I remember that uh, well uh, story about uh, his scout coming back, and uh, uh, they thought they were making it up and stuff like that. But then uh, – you can you can I mean, say that they were making it up, but we have the archae- not only archaeological evidence of it, but we also have. I mean, look at the Sumerian uh, hieroglyphics on the walls in in Mesopotamia. They show the size of these giants as compared to humans. Right, right. So it says oh, in well. there. And so, uh, go ahead, Yenny. No, I was just going to say, uh, I have absolutely no doubt whatsoever that giants walk. I mean, uh, as you said earlier, they've uh, recovered remains and all that kind of stuff for years. They're in the Bible uh, and that sort of thing. And of course, I love the story of uh, King David and Goliath there and stuff like that. Because uh, King David was actually a pretty messed up individual. 
<laughs> but uh, uh, I mean, you know, uh, he believed in uh, followed God, and uh, he didn't get to build the temple because he had blood on his hands. But uh, no, I mean, and I think, and th- there's so much more to all that. I mean, uh, these angels were real, seraphim, whatever different classes, the archangels, uh, uh, all this is very real. Demons are very real, you know, and I think, I think, uh, and that just makes me wonder more and more why they why they took the uh, well. I mean, we understand why it was for power to keep people in line and stuff like that. But uh, I mean, you know, is 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 that the history? Yeah, you know, it kind of makes you wonder if that's the history of mankind. You know, just uh, uh, has this all been some kind of agenda from the get go? Yeah, it's stuck here. And 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 Anne, you had mentioned about uh, how the wording says that they were in the earth at that time. Yes. Uh, and so uh, kind uh, of when some I the other night that oh the guy asked me he said I said he said there were giants in those in those days and also after, and I'm like so they survived mm-hmm. the flood and some of them survived yeah, and he's like did. no so we had a pretty big talk about that which that's oh no no they did they no, did survive the flood. Yeah, but they did I, I honestly. Okay. Even though I've studied this forever, and I even did a college paper, my my last paper, I, I did own this. So I've done a lot of work on this. But it was only a few days ago when I actually saw for the first time, realized what it said, giants in the earth. Okay? So yeah. this is new to me. I just, just caught that. Well, and I'm like, oh, my God, I've the, been doing all this work on these underground tunnels and ancient subterranean, yeah. you know, tunnels and stuff like that on my uh, YouTube. Oh, see, I thought you would like, have realized cow. that a long time ago. I thought you would have realized that a long time ago. That 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 was the in the ancient Sumerian text uh, when they talk about the flood, the 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 great flood that came. Um, they say right on there that in their text that the giants or the Anunnaki or the Naki, um, they fled the flood and they survived the flood by going into the earth. That's what the Sumerian text says. And the way that uh, through the bloodline, it says that they were on the earth before and after, they also came through um, through with Noah's Ark. Noah's daughter-in-law uh, carried the bloodline, and she was the mother of uh, the lineage of Nimrod. So that's how it came through his blood when it brought his wife through. So, yeah, it's crazy. So so they survived in the uh, – I, I, you know, honestly, to, to be honest with you, I don't know all of the Sumerian texts. I know a lot of them, though. I'm not familiar mm-hmm. with what you're talking about, the part of it where it uh, goes into it. Now, I'm now mad at you. I'm mad at you now that you didn't tell me about this way long ago, okay, on my research. Well, this would have been very helpful. I, I, I forgive you. That, that, is, that is where you were going when you were talking about these tunnels. And I kept telling you that there was a there was an opening in that in the in the what was it, the mount the mountains there in, in California. And I I thought we had the conversation about giants then. Well, I mean, I did cover giants being found where we had reports of these people that 
you know, found okay. these ancient subterranean caverns and tunnels, and they found mummies of giants and reported okay. there were mummies in there, right? Okay. There were many, many reports okay. of that. But it okay. never dawned on me that the giant survived the flood by being in the earth. Even oh, though I okay. talked about that, I talked about that with the Reptile City about how uh, Chingishnish uh, came up and talked to the people, and that they had, he brought these people into the earth, and that's how they survived the deluge, and the, you know, blah blah blah. The ant people, right? But uh, I don't know. For some reason, it just never occurred to me that I've just figured the giants that survived survived because of their height. It never occurred to me that the giants went in the earth to survive the deluge. But it's very interesting. That's a whole rabbit hole that we could really go yeah. down like a year and be very interested every yeah. day. <laughs> right. So, yeah, that's kind of twisted, actually. <laughs> There's a lot of – I'll tell you something else that's real twisted. When I was re- I doing some research for the show today, I uh, just was listening to the uh, – I just got off track, and I just got stuck on Enoch because it's so fascinating. Russ, you've got to uh, – Benny, you've got you to you've got to study this. Enoch, it's amazing. And uh I was listening to this one, and, and I didn't even realize this either, that that it said that the women – and I'm, I apologize to the listeners that I do not have uh, the exact verse, but I'm sure most of the listeners probably know. But uh, that the women who had the sex with the angels, they were punished also, and they were turned into sirens. And then on the research of it, it said that the sirens originally were kind of – pictured as a woman's head with a bird-like body, so that means wings, right? And then later on, it became like the beautiful woman mermaid, you know? Yeah, that would but be, when I saw that, that would be, the, bird and that, the it, bird and the fish, yeah, it made me think about the DNA, uh, you know, which that's just basically was probably like a like a DNA manipulation or something, right? I don't know. But, you know, later on, I figured we were going to end up talking about the days of Noah and the DNA stuff. Yeah, so the, on the um, second half, the, I want to make sure you talk to about talking, that. The exact scripture you're talking about is First Enoch. It's uh, chapter 19, verse two, where it talks about um, how the women, uh, the angels, they that went astray, the women that went astray, they became the sirens. So it's yeah. First Enoch 19:2. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Yeah, that's fascinating, isn't it? I mean, I just. Every day I find out something new. You think I'd know this stuff I've, as much as I first read Enoch when right when the first book of the translation of the Dead Sea Scrolls came out. So uh-huh. that was a while back. So I've I've been reading the book of Enoch for a long time, and how I missed that. It seems like God just kind of hides stuff from us, and when He wants us to yeah. see it, then He opens our eyes to it. Absolutely and it's like, correct. I did not see that before. It really catches your attention, but you know, it's like you you know that's happened to all of y'all where you just. You're just kind of blind to it until he wants you to see it, yep. you know, and, and that's why I get a little bit. Yeah. I guess I have more patience with people who, who don't know the truth on everything because I do believe there's a scriptures in the Bible talking about how he gives the meat to some and potatoes to others. And so I understand that a lot of people, you know, God just doesn't – I don't know how to say it without well, being mean. <laughs> well, and, and – uh, speaking of the Bible itself, uh, I got a hold of my grandmother's Bible and was just reading through some of the uh, scriptures and verses I like and that kind of stuff. And uh, I got to noticing, and then I went and got a Bible that I had back in uh, uh, when I was going to confirmation classes and stuff like that. And then... Uh, 
grabbed one of the newer Bibles I have and looked. And I don't know if it's the publishing company or who, but have y'all noticed how the verses have changed uh, in the Bible through the decades? <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh, Mandela effect, a what's lot your, of them. Yeah. Uh, what's your take on that? Uh, well, okay. A, a lot of things have been changed throughout. I mean, since, you know, every, every single translation, things get changed. Are you referring to like the changes like between, um, the pre 1611 and, you know, the newer Bibles, like the NIV, or are you talking about like actual changes that you don't remember being there? I'm talking about uh, actual changes, and uh, uh, I can't uh, I can't remember the verse exactly or whatever, like uh, whatever it was. I'd have to go dig the lion try to find down, it. The lion that lays down. We'll the do lamb. our next show. We'll do our next show right. on the Mandela effect because this is a good one. Yeah. Okay. Right. So you, yeah. And, uh, yeah. It, 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 you know, it talked about aliens becoming. Uh, the head and uh, uh, we got people become tail and uh, the stuff about uh, 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 men sleeping with men, women sleeping with women and stuff like that. All that has been softened and some of it you can't even find anymore, it seems like, okay. uh, yeah. to me. Now, I could be completely off base with that, but uh, I was just curious as as, as if uh, you had noticed anything like that through your studies. Well, I've noticed um, a lot of changes that uh, I don't remember uh, reading as a child. I mean, there's a lot of verses that have been changed that a lot of people are saying was the Mandela effect. Um, the word uh, sofa, uh, I don't ever remember that being in the Bible. That's in there now. Um Bottles, I, th- I always thought it was um, uh, wineskins, now it's bottles, uh, another change that I completely don't remember. So there's, I, I think you're kind of referring to that, and that's a that's a whole other topic. Oh, my gosh. Yes, yes, a whole other show. I'm like, don't do it, no. don't do it, Lori. Don't go down this rabbit hole no. on the show. No. two hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Brad, Joseph and I, I'll tell you, that's Joseph a, and I that's did a whole a, week. Yeah, we did a whole week on the Mandela effect, and on one of the shows, Joseph said, "I'm going to play this little video," and he had learned how to record stuff and he could play it on the show, but he had just started doing it. And this dude put on this hour and forty-five minute video of this guy that talked to monotone like, right. and, 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 and. Uh, I right, right. it was snoring. <laughs> It was horrible. Okay, now I've got I, I've got to I've got to I've got to interrupt because y'all hit on something that I don't know what it is. So what is the Mandela effect? Okay. Oh, tell in, us. In brief, in brief, the Mandela effect um, is a change that some people uh, remember and some people don't. A lot of people say that we've jumped we've jumped um, dimensions. Um, that what what first brought my attention to it was um, back in 2015, uh, somebody came to me and asked me a question that said, 
Bernstein bears or Bernstein bears? And I said, Bernstein, Bernstein bears, of course. They were Jewish. And they said, no, that was never Bernstein. It's always been Bernstein bears. And I was like, oh, no. Did some research, and it's always been Bernstein, Bernstein bears. So then I started researching into it um, to things that, you know, we remember one way but are in reality another, like uh, Chick-fil-A. I remember it, C-H-I-K-A-F-O-L-A. And, and now it's C-H-I-C, filet, um, things like that. Um, different um, verb of, of lines in movies, um, interview with a vampire versus interview with a vampire, uh, sex in the city versus sex, uh, sex and the city, um, and certain I things like that. Good, that I got a changed. good example. What? Yeah, I got a good example. So it's called the um, – uh, Mandela effect, right? So it's actually talking about Mandela, all right? So when I was a senior in high school, which I, I graduated in 1983, I lived with my grandparents, okay? And Mandela died, and there was a funeral, and it was televised, and it, we, we only had like three channels back then. And this was an all-day, all-night kind of uh, – it was kind of like a John McCain funeral, you know? <laughs> it just went on and on. It was never-ending, right? And it was a really big deal because my grandfather – was a bookie, and he worked. He used the phone and watched TV on the football games and and scores. And he took football bets, so his that was his living, all right. And he couldn't get none of his stuff. And he was on a tirade, and I remember this very clearly. But my husband does not remember Mandela dying at that time. He remembers a different yeah. time. A lot of people, a lot of people remember. A lot of people remember him dying in prison back in the 1980s, and he didn't. He did not die back in the 1980s. Apparently, um, apparently he got out of prison and went in back into the public, and he died um, whenever it was. I personally remember him dying in the 80s. Yeah. But we'll do a show. Oh. We'll do a show on that. Uh, Danny, you want to do a show on that? Uh, Lori, both of y'all come back and. Because that's a great oh, God, show. Yeah. I love that's actually one of, it's one of my favorite topics. I've done several shows on it. Um, yeah. I think, weren't you around for the one show when I first did it back a few years ago, and you were like, oh, hell no? <laughs> I think it was like 2016 that we, we might have done a few together on the Mandela, because yeah. we were obsessed with it. You know, it was crazy. And, and we're also, he was asking, uh, Genny was asking earlier about the uh, Vatican, you know, and uh We've been obsessed with the Vatican forever. <laughs> I'm obsessed with it still. It's so evil and vile. That's a whole other show we yeah. need to do as well because that's, oh, that's a big topic. Yeah, absolutely. And you I, can yeah just, just just talking about different things. We can go down so many different avenues. Exactly. So um, going back to Genesis again, back on our dive. Uh, so we, we I discussed. What did you think about? Well, I'd like to know what y'all thought about my concept of the timeline as far as the world being created, people being created, the fallen angels coming down, interbreeding, building cities, then the Garden of Eden's made, Adam and Eve, Cain goes out, uh, so it's, okay, and there well, were giants all going on during this time. And is that, again, we have archaeological right? evidence, but again, we have archaeological evidence that there was a pre-existing world 
prior to the, the flood, prior to all of that, um, that had the technology, had technology like we have today, um, even more advanced technology. Um, there's archaeological evidence that that world was possibly destroyed through nuclear, uh, a nuclear holocaust, a nuclear apocalypse. Um, and that's, again, the Bible is only the history from the creation of Adam and Eve that were created in God's image. That is, that is all the Bible is. A lot of people say, well, that's not in the Bible. Well, you're right. It, stuff like this isn't in the Bible because the Bible only covers human history. It doesn't cover anything else. But we know, we know that there was... Yeah, specifically the history of the bloodline coming from Adam to the end date. Right. So. Right. Exactly. You know, but we, again, we have archaeological evidence to prove, uh, you know, that there was the existence of a pre-Diluvian um, world that was so far advanced. And when you look at the book of Genesis, from Genesis 1 up until the flood, there's no way they could have had nuclear weapons. There's no way they could have had the technology that we have today. There's no way. It, does, there's, it doesn't, it's not possible. But yet we have the archaeological evidence to state otherwise. Yeah, it's you know I was thinking today when I was doing that research, uh, you know I always like I said earlier felt like Adam and Eve weren't the first people on Earth; they were the first Homo sapiens. And uh, when they ate the, you know, you have the tree of good and evil, tree of knowledge, and tree of life stuff. So they weren't supposed to eat from the tree tree of knowledge, right? And so, uh, but they did, they did. And so uh, it occurred to me that. It, according to all the scripture and Enoch and everything that I've read, that God was really pissed off about the fallen angels coming down here and giving humans this kind of information that he did not want them to have, Absolutely. which was kind of like the, the fruit, kind of like the fruit from the, 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 the uh, Eve ate, right? Because he, he yes. gave them fire and specifically gave them the how to do battle, you know, with the swords and the breastplates and things that, you know, they, he did not want them to have the yes. knowledge of makeup. He did not want them to have uh, magic. And you see that yes. magic carried on, too, because you see Pharaoh, when you're going to Moses, I hate to jump ahead, but, you know, if you remember, Pharaoh had his magicians, right? Yeah. Turned those mm-hmm. and went into snakes, and then Moses the snake ate them. They had magic. So the magic carried on from all the way from the fallen angels. And all this stuff, God did not want humans to know this. I get like, and then again, it's like he tried, wanted to preserve them, and then the angels came down and painted it. Then he built the Garden of Eden, and he's like, "Hey, don't eat this fruit, or you're going to know all this stuff." And they eat the fruit, and then I guess they know it all. <laughs> you know, so it's kind of like an allegory of each other, isn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, we know we again we have archaeological evidence. When you look at the Chinese, okay, and you look at their history, they went from crude. Um, knives and spears to this most magnificent uh, katanas and, and swords that they, they created that even today it would be hard for us to replicate some of the, the way those were made. 
So, I mean, that, that was one of the things that the, one of the fallen angels came down. Um, he taught us how to, you know, the warfare, the, the creation of these, these weaponry. Um, another one, unfortunately, um, you know, came down and, and taught the whole abortion, uh, wearing makeup, uh, you know, fire even, you know. So how to hunt other animals. I don't think we hunted animals until they, they showed us how to do that. Um, so we have that archaeological evidence. When you look at the history of the timeline of different cultures, especially, like I said, the Chinese culture, you know, how did they, how did, you know, how did they go from these crude, uh, you know, pieces of, of stone knives to these most magnificent uh, katanas and, and, and swords? You know, that's a very valid point, something I never uh, really gave any thought to, but uh, you definitely hit the nail on the head with that one because uh, that was like, uh, I don't know, that was just like way ahead of what anything they had capability to do. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Exactly. It's exactly, you know, and you you have to ask yourself, you know, how, who, or what, or, you know, what did they discover? They didn't just come up with that on their own. Well, exactly. Um, And you know what? I still have a very hard time believing that the uh, pyramids were built with ropes and pulleys and rolling of rocks. They weren't. They weren't. They weren't. They weren't. They weren't. They were built by Enoch, according to... The book of Enoch and sections of the uh, Lost Book of Giants or the Book of Giants. Uh, so there's a, there are, uh, I guess it was Enoch that was responsible. So you're talking about, you know, the fallen angels were there and Enoch. And, uh, isn't that what you've read too, Lori, that it was Enoch that built the pyramids, right? Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, I was wondering, and it was so funny that Gunny asked me that because I just was fixing to interrupt and say, talk about the pyramids, and then Gunny talked about the pyramids. So get out of my head, Gunny. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I was just thinking, I had read about uh, the fallen angel. I want to say, I don't know if it was Ezekiel or, or who it was, that the angel, the, the, uh, the archangel, the good angel, uh, went and binded him and took him to the desert and put him deep in the ground and covered him up with a, a large thing of rocks. And I was wondering if maybe those were like the pyramids. You know, it made me wonder. <laughs> hmm. But the pyramids were supposedly to the there's fallen angels under the Euphrates River. Oh yeah. Have y'all seen those videos and read anything about that? Uh, no, I can't say that I have, but. Uh... I don't know. I just kind of took a break from it because the deeper, the more you study and stuff like that on that. I mean, uh, don't misunderstand me. Uh, I believe in God with all my heart and soul. I know Jesus Christ is my Savior. But if you really dig deep in that stuff, the the more you study it, it seems like the more questions you have. That's true, but I really think that it's important because when you start studying all this, the same players 
that were then are going to be, I believe, the players that are in the end time. So to understand that you got to tell your enemy. That's right. In order to understand the future, you have to go back in time. You have to understand the past, you know, and um, you you have to do what the Bible instructs us to do. The Bible tells us to study all things, question all things, study to show thyself approved. You know, it, we we were destroyed for the lack of knowledge. We need to understand these things. And, and unfortunately, we have to understand the past because that is how it's going to play out in the future. The same, the same uh, entities that destroyed us in the past are going to do it again. They already are, actually. Oh, um, here's the one I was reading. It says, it's in the book of Enoch. Azizel was bound by Raphael and buried in the desert under rough and jagged rock and in complete darkness. And I just, I don't know. When I read that, I originally my first thought was, I wonder if it's, you know, under the pyramids, right? And then... Uh, the other one I was talking about was the, why are the angels bound to the river Euphrates, and uh, I think uh, it's in Revelations. Is it in Revelations? Uh, Revelation twenty-two. Is it? Now, let me pull it up real quick. Uh, you haven't. You don't want to talk about Lori about maybe Revelation nine thirteen. Pull it up. Revelations nine Tina. Nope, I don't see it. Well Are you talking about the rays drying up? Are you talking about it drying up? Yeah, well there's supposedly like uh the fallen angels chained underneath the the river Euphrates. And that you know, there's reports that there's all this groaning and all this noise. Yes, the Euphrates is drying up, and now there's people putting out these videos that say that they hear these angels moaning and groaning, and you know, people wondering if they're going to be fixing to be freed. And then uh, we uh, we already thought they might have. I never thought about them really being in the earth, but I guess they I guess they are. I always thought they were bringing them back with CERN. You know, open up like a portal. So it makes me wonder if, if maybe the, I don't know, different dimensions or, you know, where they're actually at. Well, the book of Revelation, chapter 9, verse 14, talks about the sixth angel who had the trumpet released the four angels who were bound to the great river Euphrates. Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. I don't know. I know that CERN, I believe, is opening up the abyss. I don't. I don't think that those angels will be released. I don't think. I don't think uh, that those angels can be released by anybody but God. Whereas the demons that are in uh, the, the the pit. Okay, I just found what I was talking about. It says, wait, okay. it says uh, in Reve- this is the Revelation 13 through 16 describes the release of four angels who are bound at the Euphrates River and the aftermath mm-hmm. of their release, the slaying of one third of mankind by 200 million horsemen. Okay. And, then, and then it goes to 13, and the sixth angel sounded, you know? So, yeah, so, okay. yeah there's a, talking about 
when when they're released from at the Euphrates River. At so Euphrates River, I don't know yeah. if they're found at there under it. <laughs> if uh, if you knew anything about that, my brother had sent me a video where supposedly they're moaning and groaning ever since then. I've been kind of like a so I was just wondering if you if you knew anything about that, but you might want to research it and let me know if you find out anything because that's pretty yeah, interesting. Yeah, I will. Yeah, that is interesting Which is way because talking. I know that. Well, because I know Euphrates is uh, supposed to be drying up, you know, and we are seeing that right now. Um, you know, when it dries up, will they be released? Are they under it? I don't know. Pretty interesting topic. Yeah, I'll look at that. And it makes me wonder too. Uh, in the earth, I mean, that that's really fascinating to me because, you know, no telling what's underneath us right now. It's really creepy, okay? When you think about these giants, they had double rows of teeth. And to think that they may be coming back here, you know, fighting with the Antichrist is pretty terrifying, isn't it? Yeah. I, and you, yeah, I mean, these, these creatures, uh, they've got, you know, uh, six fingers on their hands, six toes. Uh, they've got, you know, two, three, four, five rows of teeth. Uh, you know, they're depicted uh, through the ancient um, uh, artwork as, you know, consuming humans. Um, and if they are as big as, you know, as, as the scripture says or as, as the archaeological evidence would tell us, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think I want to meet them in a dark alley. I don't think I want to to meet a twenty foot giant with, like I said, six fingers and five rows of teeth. That's not something I would. I would share. That's not something I would relish in. Um, right. But in the well, Bible, it also tells us. But in the Bible, it also tells us that things are going to happen that are going to make heart guys uh, make our hearts wane, um, you know, and, and fear. And they're going to search for death and not be able to find it, you know. So, I mean, these things are quite possibly coming. Definitely. And the reason I was bringing up the uh, giants coming back, even though I don't think it really says that in Revelations, but uh, it was because of Gilgamesh and his resurrection. But before we go into that, we're going to have to take a break because we're halfway through it. So I'm going to take about uh, three minutes for a song or two-and-a-half-minute break, and then we'll come right back on it. And, Lori, do you want to okay. – when you come back, could you talk to us about that Hillary Clinton email about the Gilgamesh? Because he was a giant, right? There's also reports that he was actually found. So uh, I don't know. I'm sure you you know everything, so mm-hmm. I'm sure you know about that. <laughs> so uh, do you want to talk about that when we get back? All right, I'm going to go on, and we're going to play Digital Soldiers by J.T. Wilde. And if you're interested in him, I have an interview where he was actually on my show, which was so exciting. And then after that, we'll play Where We Go, When We Go All by J.T. Wilde. This was irregular warfare at its finest. We have an army of digital soldiers.
Everybody put the dollars in the coffers and the lies in the air. Well, we go one, we go all. I won't push you down. You won't let me fall one day for sure. We will stand tall. Well, we go one, we go all. the plan because we have it all and the fate is in our hands. Had a reason to fool us but we didn't take the bait. They want to take us to hell but we got guns in the case. Radio. This is your host, Hurricane Ann, and tonight's episode is on the mysteries of Genesis, pre-flood, fallen angels, and giants, among other topics. I have tonight with a special guest, Lori Alexander-Swan, and my co-host, Gunny, and uh, this has been a really great show. I want to give a big shout-out to Marky Mark. Hey, Battle Buddy. I know you're out there, and to all my other misfits listening, including my brother Bear and my mom, who always listen to my show. And uh, without any further ado, I will bring on our guests, Lori and Gunny. We were going to – the reason I wanted to discuss Gilgamesh was, one, we had talked about in the first uh, Genesis 1 about the Anunnaki, okay? And so Gilgamesh, uh, I guess, is from the Sumerian writings, and he was supposedly really huge. The pictures of him show him you know, holding a giant – like a, a lion like it was a puppy. It's so little. And uh, – he had a resurrection chamber that supposedly there's reports that I've never been able to prove that say that he was found and resurrected, which I don't I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past him. And in the WikiLeaks, uh Hillary Clinton had emails inquiring about the location and stuff of the resurrection chamber of Gilgamesh, which gives it to me credibility that they really did find it because, you know, she was a you know Secretary of State doing this, right? 
anyways, so I think that this might have some relevance in the end days and what's going on now. Uh, Lori, what's your take on that? Okay, well, let's first uh, discuss who Gilgamesh was. So um, there are a handful of the non-coliform references to Gilgamesh. And in these Mesopotamian uh, narratives, um, the Gilgamesh is um, depicted as a giant, like you said, um, but he is also uh, kind of put in with the flood. So the flood narrative and uh, the, the epic of Gilgamesh do go hand in hand. And the, the Gilgamesh epic is also can be found in the Dead Sea Scrolls in the Book of Giants, which, again, has been removed um, from canon uh, in the Bible. So let's fast forward um, to, um, I think it was, um, two, 2000 and mm, I don't even know. I don't know the date. But let's, uh, let's fast forward to that. So it was, I think it was like 2003, if I'm not mistaken. So the Gilgamesh tomb was believed to have been found. Here's what says, archaeologists in Iraq believe they may have found the lost tomb of King Gilgamesh, the subject of the oldest book in history. The Epic of Gilgamesh, written by the Middle Eastern scholar 2,500 years before the birth of Christ, commemorated the life and the ruler of the city of Uruk, from which Iraq gets his name. Now, the German-led expedition has covered what is thought to be the entire city of Uruk, uh, including where the Euphrates once flowed, the last resting place of this famous king. So they supposedly found this tomb in the desert in 2003. Now, what is interesting about it is because let's think about the time of the first Gulf War um, from 2001, 2002, 2003, when the United States first reached the city limits of Baghdad. If you are in the military, you know that there are certain things when you go into a city and you take control of a city that you do. The first thing you do is you gain control of the, of the, the city buildings, the you know, the police, the fire, the, you know, the wherever weapons can come from to fight back. You go and you do these things. When the United States military breached the walls of Baghdad, they did not do this. They immediately went to the, uh, the what do I say, the library, the, the museum. They went to the museum because there was supposedly something that was there. Um, back in the 1950s in the south of Iraq, um, a, what is thought to be a tomb, um, but was also there was, um, a Sardine. So all of these things that were there, um, was, we believe were taken by the United States military. And one of those things was this tomb of Gilgamesh. All right. So fast forward. Uh, to Hillary Clinton. So back in 2016, you know, the WikiLeaks released the Hillary Clinton email. And it was uh, discovered that she was writing emails back and forth, and she asked for access to his resurrection and renovation tech, or rejuvenation technology um, at that time. Now, supposedly she was denied um, access to it, but we don't know that for sure. Um, what we do know is that with all of the DNA 
and cloning and everything taking place. Guys, cloning is real. <laughs> if you want to believe it or not, clones do exist. Um, just take a look and research Clonade, C-L-O-N-A-I-D. Uh, it's a hey, company, a real company. Uh, hmm? I think we're losing you. What's you're that? going in and out. Are you? Can you hear her wrestle? Or, Kenny, I know you're on mute, but. Uh, uh, you're going in and out, too. Yeah. I think. I can uh, hear her fine. I haven't missed you're not, you're not totally glitching? Okay. Well, I can okay, only cool. hear like. It's like. Okay. Right, now I hear you. Okay. okay. I don't know what happened, okay. but I just wanted to stop that. Sorry. Um, that's okay. Okay, so research Clonate. Clonate is a company that will I mean, it completely lays out exactly what it'll do. It has the ability to clone people. And we know that the elite uh, are always looking for ways to rejuvenate their DNA. So if there is some sort of rejuvenation when it comes to Gilgamesh, you know darn well that the elite um, have control of that. Um, do they are they messing with DNA? Absolutely. Are they are they going to try to reanimate Gilgamesh or Nimrod or wherever it is that they find? Probably. Is it going to turn out well? Probably not. But as far as we know, Hillary Clinton did not get clearance to get that. Um, but you know, like I said, we can't prove that she whether she did or not. I bet she did. Have you seen her lately? I bet she did. She doesn't look like she's. She doesn't. Have you seen her lately? She doesn't look like she's regenerated. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I, I'm telling you, and I, I'm wondering about something else too. Uh, uh, earlier, well, I don't want to, I don't want to get off the Gilgamesh just yet. But remind me to ask you again about the seraphim, okay? Because there's something I want to ask you in a minute about that that Russell talked about earlier. Uh, so, so they're taking this Gilgamesh and look. I'm assuming that because of the fact that she's asking about it, that it exists. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. If she's requesting, I mean, we have the email. Um, and it's through the FOIA release, the State Department email confirms the claim. An email is discovered requesting documents pertaining to the resurrection chambers of Gilgamesh, the location of his body, and the location of the buried Nephilim. I mean, that was literally in her email. So, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't see her as the type to um, not talk about something if it has no significance. That is just crazy, you know, because – Yeah. All right, so I really, I really think they, want, they have that DNA of him, of the Nephilim king, Gilgamesh, and that's pretty terrifying. <laughs> just absolutely terrifying is they mix the uh, – DNA with the with the human don't they have the the old gods back right right the demigods absolutely the the uh, the the mythical um, Roman gods and Greek gods that we were told were just myths and that they weren't real but we knew that they were another thing um, around that time is uh, reported and like I said you know you can't you got to go on just what you what you find but. There was something that was called the Giant of Kandahar, and this is reportedly um, our U.S. Uh, military uh, went into a Af- cave system. Yes, they went into a cave system in Afghanistan, um, uh, looking for um, the enemy, looking for for enemy troops. 
Um, and there was, um, they ran across a, a giant, and it was, it was labeled the giant of Kandahar. At that time, uh, I think only one or two of our troops got out alive. The rest of them were attacked and killed by this giant. And, um, I mean, this is, like I said, I mean, can we verify? No. Um, but, you know, we have enough people that have, have come forth and talked about it. And that was back in 2002 also, right around the same time as this whole um, Tomb of Gilgamesh was, was supposedly found, right around the same period. It's fascinating. I found an article about it. That I, if you don't mind, I'm going to read a paragraph of it. It says, uh, if some of you may already know, archaeologists claim to have found the tombs of both Osiris and the Tomb of Gilgamesh, who was claimed to be one-third man and two-thirds god. Very shortly after the Tomb of Gilgamesh was discovered, America invaded Iraq, where it was discovered. This was back in 2003, so we were just beginning the war on terror. So these two gods were often linked to Nimrod, and many biblical researchers believe them to be the same. Is it possible these people actually existed and were mere men who were praised as gods? Is it possible that these men were influenced by the very same evil spirit that influenced Nimrod? If so, with the discovery of these tombs and the very rapid expansion and understanding of DNA cloning technologies we are currently developing, is it possible that whoever may have governance over these tombs could be holding back information which is scarce and could possibly be planning something larger? What if they want to control what if they want control over this demonic DNA? What if they want to use it for clones or for injecting it somehow into someone else? What if these so-called gods did have some type of demonic power like the occult seems to have, and their DNA contains something occult followers would wish to possess? If Nimrod is, in a sense, worshipped still today by mystery religions, what if these religions want to recreate him in some sense? If Babylon truly is still in existence to some degree, wouldn't Nimrod be the guy they would most want yeah. to see again? A whole lot of Fs, but... Nimrod worship is very real in this world, and with the technology today and the discoveries of yesterday, something bigger could be in the works, possibly something that will lead to the rise of the Antichrist. So. That's interesting because Nimrod was, uh, as most people know, Nimrod led, uh, he was the leader of, um, ba- of Babylon. Um, he was also the one who was, was creating and building the Tower of Babel. Um, that was the tower that they believed that they could go to the top and they could have a start war with God and they could actually essentially defeat God. Um, fast forward to today, we have the same the same aspect of that in the uh, in CERN um, opening up and they think that they can you know go into this other dimension and they can fight God and they can win through the technology. Well, the only thing missing is, like the article said, is the leader, Nimrod. Well, of course, if they find and they can bring him back, maybe they think that he has some power that can amp up CERN and, you know, they can finish his quest. I don't know. Uh, it's really scary. I, yeah. I keep thinking about this uh, uh, Atlanta militia. It was like, excuse my language, but the I think they called them the fuck around and find out group. And they were actually pretty terrifying, and it was over a thousand, uh, they were like uh, militants. You didn't see any white people in it. They were all dressed in black, and they all had, you know, really good weapons. Some of them didn't know how to hold them right. I was watching a live uh, a live stream of them 
and I, I was screen, I screen recorded it because I'm a weirdo like that, okay? And I was recording it, and I saw, I saw something. I thought, what did I just see? And I stopped it, and I rewinded it. I, I think I, I texted it to you. And uh, anyways, one of the guys that was standing behind the speaker, his eye or her, I don't know, I think it's a guy, his eye rose, the dark part of it rose into his nose part, and then all of a sudden it just comes out on the other side, and it's so creepy. I'm like, what the hell? What This isn't a human being. What the hell is this? And it makes me think about that, you know, this DNA and what they're talking about raising up these maybe spirits, evil demons or demonic spirits. And, and you know, are, are they using, like, you know, these people, like these immigrants coming in, like these meat wagons for these demonic entities to host? It very possibly could. I mean, you know, we know that um, they need these hosts for for these uh, these entities to come in. Uh, we just lost in a in the truth community. We just lost R- Russ Ditstar recently, and he told us about the rise of the the Black Awakening, the rise of the the super soldiers. So, I believe, and like Russ believed, that they were creating these super soldiers that not only had superhuman powers but also could be uh, possessed by some sort of demonic entity, demonic energy um, that would pretty much make it to the point where it was um, indestructible. So, yeah, possibly. I don't remember you sending me that, though. Oh, I had sent it to you on my phone. Yeah, it's good. It's crazy. I'm like, what the hell is that? And it's not – I mean, it's not (laughs) – it, it does, I, I took it myself, so I know it's not some Photoshop or anything like that. You know, it's, I was live. It was a live stream. You know, wow. And I just caught it. So, yeah, and it's like the creepiest stuff, and it put the fear of God in me. You know, I was reading uh, on uh, that same website that I was reading from. From uh, it says uh, right here. It says uh, while Daniel does not explain who that they mingle themselves with the seed of men are. The personal pronoun in their book, Alien Encounters, to ask just what are the mingling with the seed of men? Who are the non-seed? <laughs> it staggers the mind to contemplate the significance of Daniel's passage and its implications for the future global, global governance. Daniel's verse uh, is troubled because it seems to indicate the same phenomenon that occurred in Genesis chapter 6, where non-human species or non-seed mingled with human seed and produced Nephilim, and this would happen again in the end times. When this verse from Daniel is coupled with Genesis 3.15, which says, and I will put it between thee and the woman, and between the seed and her seed, an incredible tenant emerges the Satan has, that Satan has seed, and that it is at in, in mimity, I can't even say that word, with Christ, to mingle non-human seed with homo sapiens to altering human DNA while simultaneously returning nipple to earth has been the inspiration of the spirit of the Antichrist ever since God during the Great Flood, halted the practice. And then talking about the super soldiers, it says, Hitler's aim was neither the founding of a race of supermen nor the conquest of the world. These were only means towards the realization of the great work he dreamed of. Their real aim was to perform an act of creation, a divine operation, the goal of a biological mutation, which would result in the unprecedented exaltation of the human race and the a periation of a new race of heroes and demigods or god men. So, you know, that makes me think about Paperclip and the Nazis and the scientists mm-hmm. and, and their demonic seed like uh, Falsy, Fauci, 
the liar. He's experimenting on us, and you know all these Satanists that are controlling our government right now. Is this their goal? You know, is this all this stuff from the beginning Absolutely. of Genesis is happening now? Would maybe have to do something with the jab? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it is. Um, when you think about it, I mean, their their ultimate goal is to. To what? Ever since Adam and Eve, this goes back to the garden, ever since Adam and Eve were created in God's image, Satan, Lucifer, whatever you want to call him, has been completely hell-bent on destruction of humanity, of humans. Um, you know, he his main goal is to take the souls away from God. God put us here to find our way back to him, to have free will, to choose good over evil. And, you know, these, so many of these people are choosing the, the evil, um, you know, because they're, they're getting promises of, of, you know, I don't know, um, riches, um, notoriety. Um, maybe they're being promised uh, eternal life. Um, but we know that all of these things are lies. You know, they're getting, they're getting promises made by a complete and utter liar. Uh, you know, so they're going to do whatever they can to destroy uh, the lineage and the bloodline that uh, that are that is God's. They tried it. That's the reason for the flood. That was the the reason was because you know God looked down and He realized if I don't destroy this earth right now and all of this evil, then then Jesus cannot be born. There was no way He could have been born at that point. The only clean, clean bloodline that was left was Noah and his son. That was it. He had to destroy the earth because otherwise uh, Jesus would never have been born. And the Bible wow. says, as in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the, coming of the, the second coming of, of the Son of Man. So, I mean, you know, we know that it has to get that bad again. Are we getting that bad? Oh, Yeah. I mean, you know, you look at things, nobody, I see very few people nowadays with moral compasses. I see very few people. There's there's people that I thought were Christian, devout Christians that had a foundation in the truth, taking the, the jab and, you know, completely and totally uh, losing their way. You know, so yeah. Oh, I, absolutely. yeah, I can, I can carry with you a hundred percent. Uh, on that and uh i mean and i've said this before and uh it's probably going to be offensive to some people but uh the people i'm most disappointed in right now world uh in america anyway is the church uh i cannot believe that these people are just sitting allowing it to happen uh Yes, it takes prayer. Yes, we have to uh, we have to have God's blessing, but it takes action. You can't sit there, and uh, once you take that jab, you're no longer the way God created you, and that's, that's why right. they've tagged us with this name. Uh, I've heard I've been called True Blood or whatever. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know if that means anything or not, but. Uh, you know, uh, I just—it's like we're watching the whole world sell out to this thing in fear, and uh, 365 times, one for each day of the year, 
uh, we are told in the Bible to not be afraid and do not fear. Well, yes, and, absolutely. The, the fear, the the spirit of fear is not from God. We are told not to not to fear this, you know. And if we have the the knowledge and know what's coming, we don't really have the fear. You know, I think that's a lot of, of the reason why a lot of people. Um, say that, you know, they don't listen to my shows because I, they scare them. Uh, you know what? I'm not scared, and nobody else who was saved through the blood of Christ should be should be scared either because we have hope beyond the grave. We know that these, bottle, these bodies are just vessels, and they're temporary. We're just temporary passing through this world on our way to our forever home, and that's with, with Jesus Christ. Uh, exactly. Amen. Yeah. So I wanted to bring one more thing that I I found on that same article because it's really interesting and it has to do with this. Yeah. And it's yeah. First, it's I'm kind of picking up the middle of the uh, article, but it says uh, from the Septuagint, it says uh, the vision which, and I'm going to slaughter this is my Texas accent, Esaias, son of Amos, saw against Babylon. Lift up a standard on the mountain of the plain. Exalt the voice to them. Beckon with the hand. Open the gates, ye ruler. I give command, and I bring them. Giants are coming to fulfill my wrath. For behold, the day of the Lord is coming, which cannot be escaped. The day of wrath and anger to make the world desolate. And Babylon shall be as when God overthrew through Sodom and Gomorrah. It shall never be inhabited. And monsters shall rest there, and devils shall dance, there, and satyrs shall dwell there. Isaiah 13, 1 through 3, 9, and 19 through 22. One can only speculate if something more than casual is casually perceived and is meant by Isaiah when he says, Open the gates, you ruler. But whoever the ruler is, he opens the gates in Iraq and Babylon, through which in time giants return to the surface of the earth as agents of God's wrath. Notice that Isaiah ties the destruction of Iraq and Babylon with the reappearance of Hebrew in this way. We recall how thousands of U.S. troops on Evading Iraq during Bush administration, admittedly uh, filled U.S. containers with archaeological materials, including what some have speculated to be cuneiform tablets, pointing to the location of pure-blooded Nephilim buried in underground caves. Now, this is exactly mm-hmm. where Enoch said the antediluvian Nephilim are, and raises fascinating questions. Would agencies like DARPA have interest in studying or clothing the ex- uh, extinct beings if they were or have been found? Could man in his arrogance revive ancient DNA, revitalizing or blending it with other living organisms in a way similar to what the Watchers did in making the first Nephilim? And is this how the Rephim dead Nephilim are viewed as squirming beneath the surface of the earth? Rise to the challenge, the armies. Uh, rise to the challenge, the armies of God during Armageddon. Is the factual reappearance on Earth of legendary beings verified by Isaiah? He foresaw creatures such as satires, transgenic half-men, half-goats, accompanying the return of the giants in the end time, or was the apocryphal books like Second Ezra 5.8 prophesy the birth of monsters for the same period of time? Some may be shocked to learn that in addition to the citations above, the Bible actually describes an end-time confrontation between the mythological gods and Christ. The Lord will be terrible unto them, for he will famish all the gods of the earth, says Zephaniah 2.11. The Lord of the hosts, God of Israel, says, Behold, I punish these gods, Jeremiah 46.25. Human followers of the pagan deities will also join the conflict, calling upon their idols of gold and silver and brass and stone and wood, 
Revelation 9.20. To convey their powers against the Christian God united with unclean spirits like frogs, these spirits of devils and devils which go forth to the kings of the earth to gather them in the battle for that great day to a place called in the Hebrew tongue Armageddon, or however you say it, Revelation 16.13-14-16. Now given that the prophets foretold a day when mythological characters and gods would return to earth to conduct war against the Bible, of the, uh, God of the Bible, it is more than a little disturbing that man has for the first time since before the Great Flood intentionally set course to repeat what ancient records say the Watchers did, the accelerated pace by scientific explanation against God's divine order and subsequent revival of Watcher technology leading to the transhuman or revived form of Nephilim has without doubt pushed the end times clock closer to midnight than must comprehend. So I can th- think that kind of sums up what we were all just talking about, doesn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, that, that you know, leads you – I mean, you think, when you think about it, um, why is it – and people are going to say, well, it's it's this and it's not. Why is it that the United States military has such a, a, a desire to go over to the Middle East? Uh, you can say that it's for the oil. You can say that it's for, for you know, those natural resources. But I think it's, there's something bigger under there. I think it's more because that is Mesopotamia. That is the Sumerian uh, area. This is where, you know, that article said, you know, this is this is the area that these mythical, and I, and I, I don't like using that word, but these mythical creatures or giants or whatever, that is where they are. You know, if they have the ability to bring these things back to life, you know these crazy bastards are going to do it. You know they're going to do it, you know, just just to, to, to get more strength, to get more power over, over humanity. Can you imagine the, the Antichrist walking in with a 40-foot giant? Right. And in the Book of Jubilees, and actually prophesied that the Nephilim, will be on earth in the last days you know yeah. so by the watchers yeah. corrupt you know it's repeating the days of noah where the watchers are corrupting the human dna and blending with animals to retrofit human bodies for nephilim incarnation Absolutely. so what we're talking about about this you know maybe the immigrants coming through or the uh i call meat wagons or the uh uh other ones that we were talking about the atlanta militias that i was talking about they could be like yeah. hosts for this. It, I don't know. It's just it's when you start thinking about it's really terrifying, isn't it? Well, sadly, our military is being used as guinea pigs anyway. So who knows what DNA altering uh, experiments they're being subjected to? Like I said again, you know, with, with Russ Distar talking about these super soldiers, knowing what they can do with DARPA, knowing that they have the technology to clone people, now that they supposedly now have, uh, you know, the, the DNA of Nimrod or Gilgamesh, who knows what they're doing? If, you know, Nimrod was a, or if Gilgamesh was a, um, a giant and they have his DNA, yeah, who knows what they're doing? Nothing good. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. You know, we were trained in militia to, to to fight, like you know, for our communities. But we were not trained to fight giants. <laughs> now, the <laughs> Afghanistan, when you were talking about the story, says that the soldiers were told to aim high, that they were told to shoot in the face, and then it goes on to explain all these 
you know, really high-grade weapons that they were actually using. They said it took 30 seconds to bring him down, which is a lot of firepower. They were just nailing this guy. So at least we know from that uh, one that if we shoot him in the face, that our little AR, we need more than 30 seconds for just one person. <laughs> in AR, shoot him in the face, you know. These Nibelin were hard to take down. And I'm, I'm assuming that was one of the ones that in Afghanistan, if that story's true, it came out of a cave from in the earth, right? Right, right. It's like what, what all this is talking about. That you know, I right. I didn't even realize that it was. I, I forgot, I guess, about the uh, the prophecy about the giants coming up. You know. Well, even I if, guess I had it somewhere. Uh, but even if you know, when you think about it, uh, all of these cave systems that are. Let's just talk about the United States. All of our cave systems that have been discovered. Where are most of them? Most of them are located on federal land. The federal government has come in and pretty much confiscated all of the cave systems. Why is that? I don't believe that it's to keep it pretty. I mean, do you? No. Knowing what you know about the cave system? Mm. I hope you all can hear me okay. I'm actually in my she shed. I'm trying to turn off my air conditioner so it's quite me. Loud. Hang on a second. I can't find the off button. Can't see it's dark in here. Uh, I can't find the off button. I'm freezing to death. It's really cold in Texas right now, and I'm sitting here with my AC running. <laughs> I've been in my yeah, we can bed, and uh, uh, hopefully y'all can hear me okay. And then I, I forget this. I'm having to use the phone because I didn't. Uh, my mic's acting up, and uh. I know I keep holding the phone wrong and catching it, so I hope that I'm not fading in and out. I know that on one of my shows I, I didn't sound real great on the phone, so hopefully it's coming through. No, we can, but, uh, no you, you sound fine. I do want to give a big shout-out to everyone that's been listening to the show overseas. It looks like we are getting a huge following overseas, especially in uh, Germany. We're getting a lot of watchers coming up every week. It's a little bit more from Germany, so big shout-out there to Ooh. Germany. Hello. And hello, South Guten America, uh, South Africa. I see you. <laughs> we've been Guten getting Morgan. a lot more. Uh, yeah, we've been getting a lot more views globally than used to be. Mostly United States views, Canada and Australia. But ever since the election, nice. the stats have changed dramatically, and you would not believe how many countries are clicking in now. Which was it's a big change. You know, you didn't see that prior to the election. You know. So uh, I guess people are really interested, and hopefully they'll be interested in this topic because, you know, they said, well, I didn't study this because it didn't have to do with salvation. I didn't read the right. book in on because it takes me away from my salvation. But I'm like, look, you know, end times are coming, and I'm a warrior. I, war- I like to, you know, I, I, I like to prepare for battle, and I want to know yeah. my enemy. And uh, and the only way to defeat your enemy is to know your enemy. So. I know that what happens to the Alpha and the Omega, what happens at the beginning happens at the end. And there's a reason why these these texts were made available to us and brought to light, which was a miracle. They survived so long. There's a reason why the Catholic Church went to such extremes to keep this information from us and to hide it from us. So we will be caught off guard when they come come back up with all this stuff. But the days of Noah, like what I guess we're starting to, feels like what we're starting to see now, you know? Yeah, the Bible, the Bible is really clear. I mean, you know, a lot of people will 
will say that, you know, it's, it's not our job. You know, we just, we're just going to, you know, pray, you know, let's, that's not really what the Bible says. I mean, in Psalms 144, it says, uh, praise be to the Lord, my rock who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. Uh, also, Jesus tells us, if, if you don't have a sword, uh, sell your cloak and get yourself one. We are to be protected. We are to be prepared in these last days. You know, um, I, a lot of, I've heard a lot of people talking about, oh, we're just going to pretend or we're just going to uh, – um, we're just going to do what they did uh, wandering in the desert. God will provide the manna from the sky. Well, um, that's not really what it says, but, um, you know, I guess that that's how you want to believe. It's how you want to prepare. Um, not how I want to prepare, but, uh, you know, I know what's coming and so do you. And it's not good and it's almost here. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm really worried for uh, people on the East Coast because I'm. I'm really concerned about a, a tsunami. Uh, I'm one of those people who had that. I guess feeling that I even put it in my China videos that I felt like that was their plan, you know. And so that was before this volcano coming up. And what is it called? How do you say Paloma? What's the name of that volcano? Yeah, uh, La, Pal- La Palma. And this isn't new. I mean, the the eruption is new, but the whole tsunami uh, scenario, that goes back about a decade. The scientists were warning us back in 2004 and 2005 and 2006 that there was possibility that this could happen. So this isn't new, even though the La Palma uh, eruption itself is new right now. Uh, the whole tsunami scenario, not so much. I was uh, also reading uh, in that same article that <laughs> I've been quoting from. Uh, it says, uh, finally, a prophecy in the second chapter of the Book of Joel could refer to the same end times volcano of a resurrected Nephilim. And it says, well, hmm. let me say Joel is most likely describing an army of locusts with phrases like, they are great people and are strong, and they shall run like mighty men. It is reasonable to question if, in fact, these verses are talking about grasshoppers. I don't know what that means. But anyways, it goes on to talk about this uh, uh, one particular part. But I thought that was kind of interesting where it says that about end times volcano resurrected Nephilim. And I'm thinking about that, you know, volcano that I saw in your show and the live feed of it. It was just kind of demonic looking, you know. Yeah, it's very demonic looking. In Revelation Revelation chapter 8, verse 8, uh, it says the second angel sounded, and there was a great mountain burning with fire was cast into the sea. Ooh, that's that one. Isn't so, it? It's got to be that one. Yeah, that's I've where it's so the second angel. I've never seen so many people watching for an island to fall into the sea. <laughs> you know, but so many people are like, don't fall into the sea, you know, because everybody's kind of yeah. freaked out about well, that. Well, did, uh, did you see the Simpsons reference that I showed? Um, yeah, I did. I watched your show. It was good. Yeah, uh, it's Global Watchman yeah, News. It's Lori Alexander with Global Watchman News. So if you get a chance, please go subscribe and watch her videos. And as a matter of fact, I think you mentioned me in that video. You did. I mentioned you, you in about, a lot. You that I verified it. You were talking about the southern border in there somewhere. And you oh, said yeah, that yeah. I verified uh-huh. Absolutely. Yeah. I, but I, I actually, actually didn't verify, verify that they were fighting there. I I've verified that. Yeah, that right. Guard that, right. That they were. That they were there. Yeah. 
Um, you know, and it's funny because even though the person that sent me the actual information is from Texas, uh, he's from uh, Dallas area, I'm like, nope, I got to send this to Ann. I'll get back with you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> nope. So. Yeah, uh, it, it's pretty crazy here. And uh, especially, you know, here we are looking at 400,000, you know, illegals coming up. They're not reporting the correct numbers of the different migra- migrations that are coming up. And, uh, Long story short, after reading all this stuff about the DNA, and, and, you know, they say that the end times are going to be like the days of Noah. We know that's DNA manipulation. And here we're reading about these giants being resurrected or possible uh, DNA extractions from these found Nephilim. It's just really scary to think what these evil, satanic government officials have planned for us. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's when you've got to make sure that your foundation in Christ is solid, and you've got to make sure that you don't have that spirit of fear. You know, knowing knowing what is coming, um, you know, you've, you're more given time to prepare. Uh, the Bible is very clear. We're, we're told, they, they even the elite tell us in advance. They telegraph what they're going to do. So it's not like we don't know what's coming. Uh, you know, solidify your, your foundation in Christ. Solidify your uh, your salvation. You know, there's still time uh, to do that. Prepare your houses. Get your houses in order. Um, go to the parable of, of the, the virgins. You know, they, they prepared. You know, put your houses right. so that you can, you can get prepared for all of this. We still have time. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, my gosh, I feel like I'm behind the eight ball. You know, I, I don't feel like I can, I, I can prepare in time. Yes, you can. Um, you know, I don't have the money to do it. Go to the dollar store. Do you know how much how much uh, long shelf life things that you can buy at the dollar store? Um, bottom line is, we're not going to be eating filet mignon uh, and, and baked potatoes when 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 all this shit hits the fan. Uh, you know, right. you're, you're going to survive on what you have. You know, I mean, it may come down right. to you know, bottled water and, and dry oatmeal, but at least you'll you'll get something into yourself and survive it. You know, just uh, right. start now. Uh, better late than we only before. have 10 minutes left on the show, and before we close, I'd really like to circle back again. There's peppermint <laughs> patty. I didn't even say that because I'm thinking about that pressure <laughs> standard. Um, and in case y'all noticed that when I played our music that I wanted to make sure that everyone that came back to the second half knows this is a pro-Trump channel. Mega, okay? Just putting it out there. Pro-Jesus, pro-Mega, pro-God, you know, pro-guns, pro-militia. That's how we roll. Freedom of speech. There you go. Except if you're liberal, we don't want to hear your crap, okay? You don't have freedom of speech on my channel. I do not answer your calls. So going, what I want to cover on the last 10 minutes for the conservatives that are still on here (laughs) and the conspiracy theorists, (laughs) the Seraphim. Originally, Russell had asked at the first of the show about the Seraphim. And so the seraphim are supposedly these angels that have like a reptile-looking face, okay? Now, we know that supposedly these angels are in, maybe chained in the earth or in the earth. And my question is, could the seraphim actually, one, be the grays, the, the grays that, you know, are described to us? And uh-huh. uh, and I've already suspected that there's deep underground military bases, so as we know, that supposedly house these grays. And then I'm also wondering if uh, so are the grace of seraphim. And two, and this sounds crazy, and if you have squeamish ears, then hang up the, the show now because we're going to be talking about something gross. 
But I heard that the way that these grays eat are two ways. That that one that the uh, there's two different kinds of them. That one of them eats like flesh and and it's real satanic and likes to like the adrenochrome, the beer in the in the meat. And that the other grays are like actually like bathe in blood bath, like they absorb it. So you know we're talking about all these missing kids, missing people, things that are going on. Again, meat wagons reports that some of these. Reasons that the government is being so secretive about shipping off these children in the middle of the night, besides just adrenochrome and everything else, and organ harvesting, and a lot of these illegals getting buses and get shipped off, which we don't—they're very shady about what's going on. You know, some people speculate that they're being fed to these aliens. That our government made some kind of deal, and now the Biden regime has stepped up, and they're like, you know, they get—I guess they get more stuff. But I don't know, maybe more rewards by feeding them. But I personally believe this could be true. And uh, I don't count it out, but I, what I wonder is if there's a seraphim. Well, it's a fallen angel. Looking back at the information that uh, that Phil Schneider put out about that, um, yeah, there's definitely um, entities that are under in the deep underground military bases. Um, I don't believe in aliens. Um, I do believe in different. Um, the different classes of angels. So when you see the grays or the reptilians or anything, I think that, yes, they probably are the different classes. I believe that aliens are fallen angels. And when you look back on it, they're not all the same. They're like, there are the different classes of angels, uh, you know, different classes of angels fell with Lucifer. So there's going to be different classes of these entities that are here. So absolutely. And that's, that's very well possible. And do they yes, all uh, have a, and could they all have a different we don't MO as to how they are? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it says, you know, we, we fight with the uh, the principalities and the powers of darkness, right? Yeah. Yep. So, you know, I'm thinking that maybe these grays, like, you, and funny, we should get back to Phil Schneider after we covered that in our Denver uh, shows that we did on the Denver airport. But, uh, yeah, I we need think to circle back I do, on I do we, believe that Schneider. Now that COVID is out, I think we need to circle back on that uh, because we did mention, remember we mentioned about a uh, possibility of a bioweapon being um, being put out. Remember that? We did. We did. Mm-hmm. Called that. We called that. Yeah, we called we? that. Right? Everybody's like, how come you already had masks and suits and everything else? Oh, I was waiting on this one. <laughs> but, yeah, they say that, 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 maybe that aliens, <laughs> that, you know, the, all the aliens, the Nephilim, the Greys, you know, the reptilians, they're all demons or fallen angels, you know, every last one of yeah. them. So I, yep. I kind of lean towards believing that, too. But uh, yep. I just, I don't know, something really sinister. Uh, on the next show that we do, uh, or ne- when we we'll get back together soon, hopefully, I'd like to do a part two on this. I really want to discuss CERN because, you know, are the fallen angels in the ground? Are they the aliens coming up? Or, or are we opening, another, which we have said before, that we thought we were opening a portal to release the, the fallen angels, you know? So I'm kind of confused on which one it is. Or if we, we've still got five minutes if you got an answer to that. Because, you know, before we thought that the, the CERN was opening the portals for the bringing the fallen angels due to their uh, commercials and everything else. That's what they led us to believe, you know, mm-hmm. without a doubt. But then if the, I don't know, 
But if the angels are in the earth, why would we have to do that? I think there. I think there's a little bit of both. Um, there's uh, in that video that I did. There's a incantation to Saronis, the god of CERN, that talks about opening up the doors without keys. And I think that's what they're doing. They're trying to open up these doors that that God has, has closed without the key. Michael, the book of Revelation, Michael comes down with the key to the abyss. He opens it up and releases them. When I think that because, like I said, they have the incantation that they can open up these doors without keys, it kind of coincides with the two. Um, you know, I don't know. See, I have. I oh, I get it. I get it. So in the earth. In the earth, it's like a prison, but in order to get to prison, it, you may have to go through a different dimension in there to get in it and have the keys. Exactly, exactly. And I, you know, looking at all of these volcanoes, uh, just something's telling me when you look underneath and you understand that, you know, where the hell and the and the brim, hell and brimstone and, you know, this liquid molten lava that's coming up. And then when you actually listen to these volcanoes, it's almost like you can hear the screams of the demons. And if you look in the smoke, sometimes you could see just it. I don't know. There's, there's something to do with these volcanoes. There's, right now, I think there's 29, 28 or 29 volcanoes around the world right now that are actively uh, erupting. That is more than we've ever had. Y'all get a chance to go to Global Watchman News on YouTube and keep a close eye on her because they unsubscribe me. Every time I don't get notifications, it's because they keep unsubscribing <laughs> me. Lori and I were actually banned from each other on Facebook, and now they do this to us on YouTube. And But they're going to delete her and her channel, so just keep a close eye on me. I always let you know where she's at. She goes on my show. So uh, you don't want to miss them. And get in the live chat if you can because everyone there is so cool. Big shout-out to all of the moderators, and uh, we miss you. And uh, go in there and get on the chat. It's a lot of fun. And uh, Lori has interviewed Gary Hunt. That's his name, right, Gary Hunt. And uh, – he is uh, – that's the right name, isn't it? Yes. That, that's the I've name, isn't it, Gary Hunt? I, I, I've never – no, I've never interviewed Gary Hunt. Gary – what's Gary's last name? Oh, you haven't interviewed Gary him. Wayne. Gary Wayne? Gary Wayne. Why did I say Hunt? I don't know why I I'm thinking that. Gary Wayne. Hunt. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to slap I, you. No, I've been hiding. I have – just I for all of my haters morning, listening, so. I have no association with Gary Hunt. Okay, Gary Wayne, I meant to say, and I don't Gary want to Wayne. say that because he's my, he, he's my hero and my favorite author of Genesis Conspiracy. If you get a chance, yeah, uh, uh, tune in because Lori's got some interviews with him. Okay, so we've got 90 seconds left. Uh, Gunny, thank you for coming in. Uh, I really appreciate your input tonight. And Lori, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you Gunny, was there any last-minute things you needed to say? we got about 30 seconds. Uh, no, I enjoyed it. It was nice speaking with you, Laura. And boy, do I have a bunch of reading to do. I don't know whether to <laughs> thank you or curse you. <laughs> <laughs> it was nice to meet you, too, sir. All right. Well, I'm going to go. Uh, good night, America. Hurricane, we'll catch you on the flip flop. Uh, be safe out there, Laura. Thank you, you too, hon. And, Lori, thank you again so much for coming on. And I can't wait to have you back as soon as possible from your busy schedule and without any further ado i'm going to play my outro i love it it's so good you got to listen to it it's only 31 seconds okay okay
You there? Yeah. Are you there? Okay, I thought I hung up. Yeah. That's good, right? That little wolf howling. I love that wolf. I love that intro that you got with the wolf and the wolf. Yes, I absolutely love that. Yes. And the intro with that one I always put on all my videos that JT Wild let me use. This song that's horrible. Oh, I love that, man. So good. So, yeah. anyways, that was a great like show, that. wasn't it? It was really good. It was really good. I, as a matter of fact, I, I, uh, I had a lot of the information pulled up because I just like grabbed everything uh, that pertained to all of it. And uh, yeah, it's um, when you look at the military movement throughout the world and look at the archaeological evidence in the same area, you've got to ask yourself, why are they there? I mean, look at the Ukraine. The Ukraine, they found an old um, uh, pyramid structure in the Ukraine, and not two weeks later, uh, Russia's threatening to invade the Ukraine. You know, it's it's wow. almost like it was a race. It was a race for the governments to get Stargate. There. I think yeah, Stargate. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, I think there's Stargate too. I really do. Um, I think there's a we lot can, of Stargates that. Yeah, I want to talk about. Yeah, I want to. I'll download that NASA video about how portals are real. You know that it's only like three minutes that I found. And uh, yeah. I want to. I want to talk about that. I want to talk about that. Uh, the portal. Okay. It is confusing about the CERN and the and the underground one, right? But yeah, what you're talking about is fascinating. Like I didn't know anything about that, you know. And these stargates, yeah. I, I don't know a lot about those, but they're really fascinating, you know. And we didn't even really even discuss yeah. all this shit. That's a whole nother. When he asked about Mandela, I'm like, oh my freaking god, I'm like, don't know, do it, I don't do it, Lord. Oh, we can't even go down that rabbit hole. That's another. That's a whole. That's a ten hour show. Oh, I didn't know. That is. So you didn't hear me, but that's what I, I realized I was muted. But I went as soon as you did it, I was like, you started to answer. I go, don't do it, Lord, don't do it, don't. <laughs> and then I looked over and I was no, muted and I was laughing because I was like, but don't, don't, the red don't, mind. don't walk into don't the light. Don't do it, don't do it. <laughs> this was a good uh, rabbit hole. We covered a bunch of shit, you know. I think I did good yeah, on redirecting it back to the giants and the fallen angels and yeah, how we you did a real good you know, kind of. We didn't even get into the vaccine and how the DNA could be in that too much, but so we won't, we won't get banned, right? Because we didn't yeah. discuss that a lot. So, but I think that I'm learning from these other people how to keep your channel up, avoid all these right. trigger warnings. No, you did real good. That was that was fun. That two hours went by fast. Yeah, see, I can I can oh. do so good when I'm with you because I'm so comfortable, and if I do a show with anybody else, I'm just like freaking out the whole fucking time. But I was so relaxed this time. I went myself, you know. And then, well, you know uh, why? Times, it's, but you know why? It's because you think you got to carry the whole show. I'm like that. I do. Weird. I know exactly show. what you're. I know what you're feeling because you know what? I used to. This is kind of. It kind of goes with it, but kind of not. But my first husband, my family didn't like. And every time we would go over to the house, I would feel like I had to carry the conversation. I had to like make him look good. I had to like, you know, and I was so stressed and my blood pressure was always rising and I was always like, you know, looking at him and, you know, and and I was going to be right there to like pick up the conversation if he like made a fool of himself. So I think that might be the kind of thing you're doing. It's like you don't know your guests. You don't know what they're going to say. You may have to carry the conversation. You don't want them to say something where it's going to be like, ah, you know, so I think it's kind of you feeling the same way. I think I know how you feel. But it's good whenever we do our show because uh, 
you can always just throw it on there even if you don't have any pictures and if you can't you know, you know, you download it and if you can't do a show, you can go back and play that one, you know. Yeah. Especially exactly. when we're not talking about a lot of current events, you know. Well, geez, look at how and long we, it took me to, to do our, our Denver one with pictures. That took me what, a year? Yeah. Every time I went to do it, every time I would do it, I would get like three quarters of the way through and my computer would crash. I would lose everything. It took me like a year to I finally get it up. I think I'm gonna binge you. I think I deleted it off my channel because no! I felt like uh, there were. Well, I had a few videos that I felt were distracting from my story, which is that China story. So all those ones go together. You, all like, you had to do was put it on unlisted. Uh-huh. I think I have. Let me see if it's still on. I have. Yeah, you I think do. I have yeah. them both on my computer. I'm pretty sure yeah, I do. Yeah, Hey, and do I you have, have you ever show. heard? Have you ever heard of Adam Waffen? Of what? Adam Watson. Nah. All right, I'm going to send you some information. It was because send me your email. from the China. Okay, it's hurricaneann at gmail dot com. Oh. If you know how to spell my name right. Yes. See, it will not let me have subscribers on Wolfpack Radio. You know, I get a lot of fucking views, right? Uh, they won't I let know. me get. I, I got 514 right now, and they'll probably erase it back down. If I get up to 1,000, they'll delete it back down to like 400. And fuckers. They won't let me get my thousand. That's I think ridiculous. it's just being live thousand. Can you live stream at a thousand? Um, you can live stream without a thousand on your computer. You only to live stream. Uh, you only need a thousand to 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 live stream on your phone. See, that's why they you keep can live me for right when I get to thousand. Yeah, um, you can do it on your computer right now. Oh, really? Yeah. You can do it right I mean, now. I you're, I had at you're, five, you're at 514. 500. Yeah, you're at 514. I have a screenshot where I had like 892 subscribers, right? And then I screenshot it like the next day, and it was like 400 and something, like 475. Yeah. You're, I'm like, you're you got to You're at 15,975 views. That's and every bad. one of my comments are all – I think I only had one dislike ever. And all my all my comments are positive, you know, everybody, you know. So that's yeah. bullshit, you know. It is. And uh, it's really – but it's okay. At least it's still up. But I just keep it a real low profile on it, you know, while this is going on, you know. Yeah. That's I don't why blame I'm not putting you. out videos. I'm just trying to like, well, yeah, I'm going to my channel. But I think I'm going to redo all my videos and put them all up on different places. I already have them up a lot of put places. Them up that on, uh, put them up on Rumble. Up on They're on Rumble, but nobody. I've only had like three views. Yeah, they've been I on their year. Yeah, but Rumble, I but I, I have a lot of them on Rumble. Uh, Rumble, what's the other one? Um, BitChute, I'm on BitChute, uh, I'm on Gab. Rumble, yeah, I'm on um, I'm on Internet Archives. Um, yeah, I shouldn't have erased it, but I erased like my Corona one, my Odyssey. Obama one, my Ember Ember one because I wanted just the ones on the underground part, you know? Yeah, I get it. I wanted it. to do a playlist. But I'll put it back up whenever we're discussing it. But I wanted to, I'm, right now I'm trying to, all these, every single one of my videos have to do the same underground bullshit, you know? Yeah. They're yep. all connected. And what we're discussing exactly now does too. Yeah. So I don't know, this is a good show tonight. Ooh, it's good, Lori. Yeah, I think, uh, I was getting texted. Yeah, I show, think, so. 
Yeah. Let me know when you want to do it again. Uh, next week. Um, yes. I'll have yeah, to I just you know, pulled it up his, his schedule. His schedule has been changing. Um, he's just leaving Cleveland now. Usually he's home on Friday night, but he just left Cleveland, so he's, he won't be home yeah, tomorrow. I'll bet a temporary one huh? up, and then we can always change it. Okay. Free. Sounds good. We All right, I got to go. I got to do what the hell we want to do. All right. That's right. Later. All right, I'll talk with you later, love. All right, okay, bye. All right, bye.